0: everyone and welcome to the Screen Strong Families podcast, bringing you the best solutions for parents who are serious about eliminating screen conflicts in their home. This is Melanie Hempy, and I am so glad you found us. Welcome back if you're an old friend and um, and just welcome if you're new, if you just found us. We're so excited that you have joined us on the journey to help our kids miss some of these terrible things that are happening to them on their screens. So as we start every show, I I often have a little story to share. And of course today is no different. And as I was sitting here thinking about this particular podcast and getting to share again with another family, another ambassador that we have with Screen Strong, this same thing keeps coming up in probably the last few days, or I don't know, maybe the last week, the same question keeps coming up either on our Facebook page, our Screen Strong Families Facebook page, or just some emails that I'm getting. And then I was just recently speaking with another group of moms here locally, and it came up again. So I wanted to share it with you. It's super simple, just a really, really simple tip that is just really obvious. But when you're in the thick of the battle, you probably don't think about this very much. So there's been a lot of uh questions I've gotten around kids getting phones because of a certain situation that comes up. Maybe there is a sports trip or a school strip trip or I think recently there was a spring break question. <laughs> My child is going with a friend away, you know, for spring break, so I feel like I have to get them a phone and So what I want to say is you have to think about this in a different way. So at Screen Strong, we're really big on helping families think about things differently. Rethinking your screens and reclaiming your kids and reconnecting your families is our tagline. So when we rethink this question of this knee-jerk reaction to get your kids a phone because of something out there that's happening, like I said, a sports trip or usually it is sort of an out of town situation, or maybe your daughter has just started babysitting. So you're thinking, oh, I have to get her a phone now because she's doing this and she can't go because actually the house she's babysitting doesn't even have a landline anymore. So what I want you to think about is that this idea of getting your kids a phone is not an all or nothing idea. It's not all or nothing. So what I mean by this is you can get a gab phone. For example, we. We like them because they kind of fit the bill for what we believe is the best thing for kids. And it can be your house phone. You do not need to give your child a f- phone, a full ownership situation with a phone just because something is happening in their life. And, and many parents miss this. They miss this. They think, oh no, now it's time. Now I have to give in. Now I have to hand over the the whole phone. You do not have to do that. If you get them, if you get a a house phone that we call, you know, it's not maybe a landline, but it's just the gab or it's another taught text phone that you use as your home phone. It belongs in your kitchen. It does not belong to your kids. They do not own it. It is not theirs. If they babysit, they get to take it with them and then they come home and they bring it back. If they go on the trip with their friend, perhaps you let them take it with them so you can text them or they can text you. Honestly, we don't feel the real need to do that because your kids are probably not traveling alone. They're probably on a trip with another adult, but if it makes you feel better, just use that for a one-off situation. And then the phone comes back to the house. This is a perfect way to transition your child also in getting a phone before they actually get a gap phone. So before it's actually theirs, it's a really good idea to make it yours <laughs> first. That way, you're not having to make a decision based on something that you had no control over. So, I hope that makes sense um, to everyone. I hope that kind of opens the door for a aha moment that you hadn't thought of. That you now can say, "Oh, what a great idea! I can get them a phone. They can use it for a specific purpose, but it's not theirs." In our house, we have a rule that we do not buy smartphones for any of our kids. I and mean, I will never do that. They won't have a smartphone until they are able to have a job and sign the contract because by the way, you know at the phone store you can't sign the contract for the phone until you're at least 18. So that kind of solves that whole problem. But in the meantime, I, I kind of tease my friends and say we kind of use it like a walkie-talkie. <laughs> we have a phone that's sort of like a walkie-talkie. It's like you know, they're not able to do anything else. They're just able to call home when they need to tell me they're running late or just when it's a convenience for them to be able to reach out, but it's not their phone. So I hope that made sense. I hope that tip kind of makes sense that you can get a phone and use it for a home phone, but it is not their phone. Now, I also wanted to make a mention about babysitters because that has come up a lot with this. And we we're talking about 12-year-old girls getting a phone now because they're babysitting. If you have small kids, it is probably um, inevitable that you're going to have to get a babysitter. And we really struggled with this with our younger kids because the babysitters all had smartphones. And that was really frustrating for me. And we had one incident that did not work out very well because the babysitter was very distracted on her phone and I have twins. And so when she would come, this only happened once because after that I had a rule in my, in my life that I did not hire babysitters that had smartphones because with twins, when you have kids that are the same age, or you have kids that are even just a year apart or a couple of years apart, it's really hard to watch when one is running one direction and the other is running the other direction. And so we we did have an unfortunate thing that happened with a sitter and it and so I because she was distracted on her phone. And then of course I have nightmare stories that I won't share with you of other things that I know about that have happened when babysitters are on their smartphones getting, you know, very distracted like Adults do too, and kids are not being taken care of. So, think about that as you start planning for the spring and summer, and as you start hiring people to watch your kids. I feel like it's really important to think about that issue. And good luck figuring it out because it's hard. It's hard, but just remember that your kids are going to see content on that babysitter's phone and they're going to be distracted. So, the rule is, of course, always to have things very structured, um, activities for your kids to do. While the babysitter's there, give them things to do, and maybe just have to have a long talk with the babysitter and just you know let them know they can't be on their phone. In our situation, we ended up just not having babysitters that had smartphones. So that worked out better for us. So let's get started today with our guest, Allie Fister. She is a Screen Strong Ambassador for us, and she has four children, three, five, seven, and nine. She is an expert (laughs) already on how to handle screens when you have the age children that you have. I know our audience is so excited to hear from you and hear just some of the tips and just a little bit about your story. So Allie, welcome. Thank you. I just want to know what made you passionate about this topic of screens? We're just going to dive right in and I want to hear your story.
1: Okay. So as as you said, I have four little ones. Um, As my kids have gotten older, grandparents have given them Kindle devices um, at Christmas time. And so when they were really little, I didn't quite know how I wanted to do tech in our home. I'm a super tech person and I I like all the gadgets, um, but I knew that I didn't want my kids sitting there on a device 24 hours a day. I was raised outside and climbing trees and falling out of trees and making messes outside. And that was the same childhood that I wanted for my children. Um, And so when these devices came into my life, I got my first smartphone when my son was a week old and he's nine. With that, I've kind of grown technology like smartphone and my son have we've grown up together when he was super little you know that was I got my first iPad and I thought it was so cool like he could do games on my not games but educational things like on the iPad like yeah I thought he was so smart and he could he was and he was so fluent talking and I was like man these like educational little games are really helping him like this is awesome well my second child um another boy was born. And at about 18 months old, I noticed that he had a major speech delay. And I don't necessarily think that the two are completely connected like screens um, for him personally. He, he ultimately now has been diagnosed with some auditory things. But I noticed with him like the difference between my older son and my middle son. And I just started like looking. This is when I, my mom mode started kicking in is we we knew something was challenging with my son and we were trying to get to the bottom of it. And I started reading book after book, books about boys, books about school and boys. And my mind was just blown with like with what technology is doing to these little people. Yeah. So I read a couple books. They scared me and they made me like, it was a call to action. Like I instantly was like the little amount of tech that they did have was now completely gone. So then we go into pandemic. So, you know, everything shut down here where we are. Um, My husband was home. He's a dentist. And so he was home. And we were just trying to figure out, okay, what, how long are we going to be home? All of that. And obviously, you know, the easy thing would have been, here's some screens, have fun, you know. But we ultimately um, got in a car and drove to California because that's where all of our family's from. Oh. <laughs> um, Lights were canceled, so we just got in the car and drove drove to California to be with our family. So we drove thirty three hours straight, didn't stop. We stopped for bathroom breaks and food, and that was it. And we just oh drove goodness. straight. And we had no technology, no nothing. <laughs> and and this was a couple years ago, so we had like a little one. Um, I think she was one, so I had a one, three, five, and a seven-year-old, and we drove straight to California, no technology, nothing. We did it old school, like how I grew up. You look yeah. outside, you play I Spy, or you play the A through Z game, and I had to be really crafty on how we survived that 33-hour trip. I had <laughs> you to bring, survived. Like, each of them had their own little snack packs, and each of them had their own little games that I had you know, already gone out and purchased. And I didn't want to hear kids fighting about who got what tablet and, oh, my tablet died or my tablet doesn't have this game. And I just was like, we're not. I don't want to listen to any of that. And so after that was really when I just, we got rid of all the devices. So my kids do not have any Kindles, any anything they we bought them a switch like right around that same time we bought them a switch it was their birthdays they have not touched it in like they touched it for a month and that was it like they just do not it's not a big deal to them because I have made it not a big deal to me I got just empowered to not let my children fall into the same traps that so many other children are falling into right now. And I just didn't want a, a tech addiction. I just yeah. kept telling my children, like I'm doing this and I know that I'm probably not like, it's not, you don't think it's very fair, but I'm doing this because I'm trying to prevent you from having a tech addiction and something that you're going to have to struggle and deal with for your whole life. So while I'm, able to teach you and like be in charge, like, this is really important to me.
0: No, that's Yeah, that's wonderful. I mean, I'm just so happy that you are figuring this out right now.
1: Yes, I am so glad I can't tell you how many times I have just been so grateful that I've read like read the books that I did when I did it, because it has totally changed the trajectory for our family. Like, I'm so glad that I read some books. Back when when my my oldest was little because, or littler he was three years ago because it has totally changed how we how we parent how we we do everything now it really has changed everything for us.
0: What were some of the books that you read? Do you remember?
1: Okay, Glow Kids is by far the one that just blew my head out of the water. It was incredibly life-changing. So Glow Kids and then Boys Adrift. Those two books for me were the epitome of everything that I needed to read and everything that I want so many parents to read. Like if I could have parents, I love giving away books. Usually like once a month, I will give away like a Glow Kids book because I think it is every family needs to read
0: that book. Yeah. Yeah. And the Boys Adrift, Leonard Sachs is so good. And we love all of his books. And You know, the collapse of parenting. And then he also has Girls on the Edge, too. That's a fabulous. Book too. I just love your story. I love your enthusiasm around this. We have a couple questions (laughs) because I want to know a couple things, like uh, how did you make it thirty three hours in the car? Um, But let's um, (laughs) let me go back a minute. With you said something about the games on the iPad and about how smart you know he looked doing all that, and it just reminds me in our presentation that we do there is something in science and in brain science that talks about how we have an orienting response. And so when you give a baby an iPad, for example, they are going to kind of light up, right? And they're they're going to swipe at it and touch it and just be completely immersed in it. And they're watching the little, you know, things float across the screen or whatever. And this is this is confusing for parents because it seems like they are really learning and gathering information and getting it and whatnot. But really what it is, is an orienting response. Cats as well also have the same (laughs) orienting response. And so my brother was here recently and he had his iPhone out and he put this app on there and it was fish and they were swimming across and it's for cats, right? And they were swimming across the screen. And my cat came leaping over from the den into the kitchen because the cat saw the fish and the cat was swiping at the phone. And it was just so funny because it's the same thing. So if you think about that, when your young kids are swiping at the screen, think about my cat swiping at the uh, fish on my brother's phone. (laughs) There's really nothing that they're learning I'm so glad you mentioned that because that is such a stumbling block for parents. And I've been there too. You know, everyone out there knows I've made more mistakes in this issue than anyone listening has. So I remember that same thing with my son that he was getting super smart, you know, that these screens were just making him smart. And it was just like, you know, every minute that he spent on the screen, he was getting smarter and you probably kind of felt that way, too. Like this was benefiting them somehow. But of course, as you know, and just from the research you've done, the books you've read and, and living it out in your own life, that they're not getting smarter on on a screen. This is not what's happening at all. And we also know that kids' brains are so different from adult brains. And that's really hard for us to understand. But I love that you said your your childhood was not on a screen. I, I think many of us now with our children, you know, we think back to when we were growing up and we had TV shows and they lasted about 30 minutes and then you would go outside because you couldn't binge on them. And then we had maybe Pac-Man. And recently I I talked with a group of moms and They were saying, you know, we've never even played the games that our kids are playing. So, you know, I'm like, okay, well, maybe you should try to do that because it's not Pac Man. And so, you and I, like you said, you didn't get even your first smartphone until you had your child, right? So, it's very hard for parents to regroup and rethink. And and I'm so excited that you did that and that you were able to rethink all this really early on. So, talk about a minute again. I know you talked about this turning point, I guess, right? Your trip to California in the yeah. car for 33 hours. I'm sure people are listening like, oh my gosh, a three-year-old, a five-year-old, a seven, nine. Of course, they were younger back then, right? That was even a couple of years ago. Okay. You played I Spy. I get that. We love the license plate game and we do all those things too. And I'm just wanting to give you some sort of medal for doing this because it's really hard What, what did you tell us a little bit more about that? You said you had snack packs for your kids and you had little games and whatnot. Did they just nap a lot? Just, and how was, and was your husband on board with this? I mean, were they screaming? I mean, what happened?
1: We had flights to California and then pandemic happened and everything got canceled. So we said, well, we still need to go to California. We were really felt passionate about like being with our family. Both of our families live in Southern California. I was probably three chapters into glow kids and the first three chapters for me just, were mind blowing. And so I had already taken away the devices at that point. Okay, they were still like, Mom, why can't I have my tablet? Or why can't I like they were still in the like, this is not fair mode. We knew we weren't going to stop. We knew we wanted to go straight the the three days, we didn't want to stop in hotels. At that point, we just didn't everything was a little bit scary. We just didn't know like what we wanted to do. So we just like, did not want to stop, we were going to go straight. And we were just going to suck it up. And we were going to do it. And so honestly, it took a lot of parent involvement, and that's something that I've learned in my journey of being like a tech-free mom is it's more difficult without the technology because you actually have to parent your children and interact with your children and um, do things like that where sometimes the phone just you get a break with the, when you when you hand your kid a phone, you get like a, a break. Yeah. Um, and so we just I just had to plan like I I remember going to Target and going to the dollar aisle and just thinking of like anything that I would have played with as a kid, like slinkies or yo-yos or coloring things. And so we just I just got them like a variety of just little gadgets and toys and things that they could play with. And then honestly, like I have felt like very passionate that my children need to be close and need to be like have a very close bond. And that's one thing I saw with devices is I saw contention in our home and I saw kids fighting and ripping tablets away from each other. And I just was like, this is not what I want in my house. I want my kids playing with each other, not like sitting on the couch you know, not even interacting with anybody. Um, yeah. and so with that, being in the car for that many hours,
0: we got close. There was some no, we were <laughs>
1: The kids had to play with each other and they were bored. And so they would like, they had to be nice to each other because then they wouldn't play with each other if they were, and we were very strategic <laughs> on like where we put certain kids so that certain wouldn't fight with each other, um, <laughs> which made for a more harmonious trip to California. And no, like my husband was totally on board. Anytime I read something that's just, I'm, I, I'm like, this is like parent. We have, to, we have to be better at this. Um, he is totally on board. I mean, sometimes he thinks some of probably some stuff that I'm, I'm a little, like on the road trip for 33 hours. I mean, he probably would have given in and. Done, done an iPad at some point but we persevered um the funny part is we got to California and um borders and everything were shut and and we ended up staying in California and then driving right back home to, to Alabama um two days later so we did it literally two days later came home because no way. nothing was really open there and we just and seeing family ended up just pandemic kind of just kind of made it a little bit um hectic. And so we just, you know, we said, We have a pool at home. Let's just go home. Like and so we literally did it. We did it right back. (laughs) Okay, so
0: wait a minute. So you turned around and did another another thirty three hour drive home. And
1: and that was when I knew my kids have done so many hours of no technology (laughs) <laughs> my kids are good. Like we are good. They had detox. Cause that's the other thing. What I noticed with my second son and I haven't, I didn't mention this earlier. My second son, And I don't know if this is part of, you know, something that he struggles with, um, but he would have really bad, like detoxing off of technology. That was really hard for me. He was always my meltdown one, just couldn't communicate well and would get frustrated. And when he would be able to have a device, um, you know, I would give all the, hey, I'm going to, you know, 15 minutes, I'm going to set the timer. Okay. The 15 minutes timer would go off and I would be like, okay, like tablet's done and just Epic meltdowns. And yeah. that was another reason that I was done with tech was I am not like, who are these people? These are not my children. Like, but I realized that their brains had And now I know, obviously, more of the science behind it, but their brains were not thinking like they were not capable of rationally thinking in those moments. And so (laughs) that was another huge reason was I could not do the tech meltdowns or the detoxing
0: every day, like every time they get on it, then there was this constant meltdown thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. And just
1: now that I've learned, you know, and one of the quotes that always sticks out to me is in Glow Kids, and it says, your kid's brain on tech is like your kid's brain on cocaine. Yeah, And yeah. I just, every time I think about that, I just, I'm like, these parents just don't know what they're, yeah. what they're doing. They really don't. And I was one of those parents and I'm so glad that I've changed my, what I know and I've grown and learned so much that now I just, I feel like I need to be a a spokesperson and just advocate for kids and having a healthier tech-free childhood. That's really what I'm geared towards now.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm like so happy that you are one of our ambassadors because we love your story and we love, you can read it in a book But when you live it out, it's just so valuable for you to share your experiences. And I think the fact that you were able to actually have 66 hours in a car, (laughs) I mean, I'm not good at math, but it sounds like there was 33 and 33, right? So um, that you had that many hours, I think you um, definitely pass whatever the test is out there. (laughs) to be a screen, you know, strong mom. And you're learning super early that the facts and the science behind this are so strong and so convincing that, you know, what is your other option? Your other option is to say, okay, maybe the science isn't real and I'm just going to do this experiment. And then, you know, you can't go back. I love that you said that, it increases your parent involvement because this is a turning point for some parents. Some parents just say, you know what? I can't do it. I just can't. I need that babysitter. You know, recently talking to a group of uh, preschool moms, they raised their hand and they said, what do you do with your kids? Like they don't even know life without the screen and it's green strong. We are not against all screens, you know, TV shows, ball games or family movie nights and all that are fine. But, but Every minute that you are giving your child a screen, you are taking away their ability to self-regulate and you're taking away their ability to figure out their downtime and what to do on their own. And that's very painful. It's very hard to do that. And the earlier you do it, the better, the more they are prepared to handle Downtime, the better they're going to be in their whole life. It affects all their executive functioning and all the skills that they're trying to do. So it is a pay now or pay later. So, what I hear from your story is that you are paying your dues now, and it probably doesn't even feel like dues because when you do give the screens, you pay a lot heftier price Mm -hmm. with dealing with the conflict. And I just want to say a word about tablets. I cannot stand them. I, in my world of everything I do here at Screen Strong, in the eight years that I've listened to families and all over the country, I will tell you that the tablet is one of the worst things that you can have in your house. And the reason why is because we tend to be a little more diligent about the phone because we know somehow that there's some bad things happening on the phone. But for some reason, we don't have the same... Problem intuitively with this tablet. We think that it's just very safe. And I don't know why people think it's just like a phone. I mean, it, it, it accesses the internet. There's all kinds of things that are happening. So I don't know why. I, I'm still trying to figure out why parents think these tablets are okay. Oh, he just has a tablet, they tell me. You know, he doesn't have a phone. I'm like, well, it's the same thing. I mean, I, I don't understand it. I feel like, I, and I've said this a lot, that a child on a tablet, is is like a drowning child because you don't hear a drowning child, right? And that's the scary thing. You know, your kid doesn't say, hey mom, I'm drowning over here. You know, if they're underwater, you don't hear them. And that's what I feel like tablets do. Tablets, you know, your child can grab that tablet They usually are getting on YouTube or whatever and they hide and they hide in a little place of your house. (laughs) It's like they're quiet, you know, and there's something wrong if your kids, if you don't hear your kids and if they're not making noise and whatever. So I can't stand these tablets. What you just said a minute ago about you didn't want to hear the fighting over the tablets. That is probably one of the biggest complaints I hear from moms of young kids that my children are constantly fighting over tablet time and she got more than I did yesterday and I want to borrow my minutes for tomorrow and you got more and mom 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 and they're just constantly screaming about the tablet so I'm giving you and Allie Allie and I are giving everyone listening permission to get rid of the tablet in your
1: absolutely (laughs) get rid of it I oh And that's something I am so just, I just think that so many parents just, they don't really know. They don't, they just think, oh, it's not that bad, you know, but I'm like, no, it really is that bad. Like, it really (laughs) is. Like, you're (laughs) causing an addiction. Like, it really is that bad. And it starts so little, it starts so young. Like, I mean, I was that mom, like, I, I had got my first iPad and I, you know, seeing my son popping bubbles on whatever game it was back in the day. and you know, and, and then, and then at school it was, he was coding and he, he needed to do stuff on coding and.
0: Oh my goodness. Don't even get me started on the whole coding. No. Thing.
1: So just- we have just at home, we just like, they don't, we have, I mean, I still have the Kindles, but we don't know where the chargers are. They have literally sat on my nightstand for probably two years, three years now. And it's I'm so grateful, oh, so grateful.
0: yeah, they they really do. there's something unique about that handheld nature and size and everything about those tablets that are very luring. It's very hard for people to walk away from them. But like I said, there's this weird, concept that they are only for education and that is not true it it's in yep, the that. coding thing i just have to say just a minute about the coding thing because that's the other thing that parents get super impressed and like you said too like i was too oh they're learning i mean my son would tell me oh i'm learning coding on my computer i'm and it turned out we found out later of course that's not what he was doing he was playing video games everybody's so enamored with this coding exercise and I just think we've got to stop ourselves and not get too wrapped up with this. It's like anything else. You can learn it, but you don't need to spend 10,000 hours learning coding. Coding is also can be learned very well in an analog world without a screen, believe it or not. There's coding games on paper. There's paper workbooks and books and all on code. You don't have to have the screen time in order to learn the coding. And then I read an article recently in Fortune magazine that just said, you know, all this business about kids learning coding, you know, it's all being done by artificial intelligence now anyway. So why are parents spending all this time with this? What we need to spend time with is the things that will never be uh, done with and taken over by artificial intelligence. And those are the human skills, These the skills that your kids are getting by being in a car for 33 hours. <laughs> Those are the skills that you are building. Those are the building blocks. It's like, hey, I'm going to sit here and not be stimulated. So what am I going to do? I'm going to look out the window. I'm going to learn my self-control and my frustration tolerance is going to get better. And we know from many, many studies that have been done over and over and over that a child's ability to not get what they want right away and to be patient and to wait is the most predictor, It's the highest predictor for success in life. You've heard of the marshmallow experiment. I'm sure mm-hmm. that that experiment has done been done countless times for years and years. And it proves that children who have the ability to wait and not eat the marshmallow, (laughs) you know, for the two minutes or the five minutes that they can delay gratification. Those are the kids that historically over these studies that have lasted for 50 years. So like, they're not guessing this, like it's a real thing. They found out those are the kids that do better in life. And a screen is the opposite of delayed gratification. Of course, that screen entertainment is the exact opposite of that. So good for you for figuring that out. Um, y- you know, the the sibling bond, of, if that's not one uh, only reason to get rid of the screens, I mean, that's such a great reason. When you have children that are as close in age as yours are, you have such a blessing and you want them to develop those friendships with their siblings and those relationships. And I love that you said that, that they, um, you feel like, you know, your intuition is telling you and you are spot on that their relationship is going to be closer if they don't have the distraction of the screens interrupting and then making them mad at each other, you know, that constant fighting and the meltdowns and your home is just really happier. Thank you so much for sharing all that. Let me just ask you a couple more things and then we'll wrap up. But What do you think in in your world right now with the kid's ages of, I'm sure you have peers that have kids the same age. What do you think is the number one hang up for moms and dads resisting this? I mean, honestly, you know, it really doesn't matter to us what other people do because we, we're going to do what we're going to do anyway. But what do you think is a hang up? What's their stumbling block or what's their blind spot? What do you think is the biggest one or maybe the biggest two?
1: Well, I think I hear a lot of people say, well, they're going to need to know how to do it. They're, they're going to need to know how to use a smartphone at some point. So I may as well just give them one now and put all the, the all the monitors on so that they can learn to be able to have a smartphone. I've heard that one a lot of times. So that's a big one where I think parents see, OK, well, our generation, our society is a very tech heavy society. So our kids need to know how to be on tech. And, and I do think that, that some of that is true. I do think that our society is a very tech society, but I don't agree with that you should be giving your child a smartphone and putting all the blockers on it because as children, they know if they continue to ask us 8,000 times, mom, can I have this game? Mom, can I have this game? You can only say no for so long until you finally (laughs) say, okay, sure. And then you do that one game and then it's the next game. And then it's the next game. And then it's the social media apps. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you no longer have control over. I think that there's some parents that as I've educated more families that I'm, that I'm close to about like why our kids don't have phones and why I'm so, Worried about technology with kids Um, because I tell anyone and everyone now that that know me and they know that we're not a big tech family and they know why they know why I'm so passionate. I'm really just trying to help educate the parents because I think a lot of them are just not educated to know they're, they're smart individuals that they're educated in that sense but they're not educated to like what it's doing their child's brain I don't right. think they really understand the science that like this is actually like forming an addiction like or my child's brain actually looks like it's on drugs when yeah. they're on technology or you know just like oh my I've heard this one before oh my kid won't look at that on YouTube or my child will click and I'm like You're, I promise you, as good as your child is and as good as my children are, there are going to come a time where they're going to probably see something that they shouldn't and we need to teach them like what to do when they see it, not if they see it, when they see it. I I don't know. Sometimes I think parents just want to take the easy way out and they're like, well, here's the phone and I don't want to be the bad guy because I'm I'm in it. My oldest is going to be 10 this summer and I mean, we're already getting like, well, he has an, he has a a playstation why can't I have a playstation and and I will literally read out I'll open my book and I'll and I will read like what it says like on glow kids is usually the one I go to and I'll read like lines on what it says and to my oldest one because he's very smart and he understands like when I tell him like this is what it's doing to your brain he's like yeah like like, so he's
0: gonna keep begging and you're gonna have to be tough and I'm so glad you're in our community because you're it just gets hard when they get in middle school and you you've got to smile and you just got to keep smiling
1: yeah. <laughs> and i love what smiling. you said at the beginning in your intro um we the same thing that you said about like the phone and the phone is like a family phone that's what we ultimately now have so my son like you said with sports and everything like we needed a phone that i could leave with him when he was at baseball practice and i could be like hey i'm on my way or hey i'm yeah. running late or i'm in traffic so we got a gap phone for our son. And it's actually like a we all we all the kids use it. So or the two older ones use it.
0: It's not their phone. It's yeah, not theirs.
1: Exactly. It's our phone that we and they know that. They know that this is mom and dad's phone that we are giving to you for these specific situations. Like they don't take it to school. They don't it's only for when I need to be able to get a hold of them. And they know that. They know that the phone they have this phone for mom and dad to be able to get a hold of them and nothing else.
0: Yeah. And that sets a whole different parameter around it. it. The expectation is set. And I love that you've already figured out how to do that. And and for the people that are frustrated because, you know, they're just saying, well, they're going to have to use it at some point. Tech is here to stay. You know, we hear all those same frustrating things too. And what what is so important to understand is that child development has to happen in a process and earlier is never better in the parenting world. You want your child to experience every stage to its fullest and not skip over stages. And so technology in the whole world of the adult virtual world, which is what they're getting when they get a access to a phone and even computers and whatnot, they're getting all this access. Um, They're not ready for that yet. And no amount of teaching, uh, you you know, trying to impart all this wisdom to your 10 year old, it's not going to work. Teaching responsible use doesn't work at this age. And you know, people are listening and probably saying, well, what the heck? We have to teach them. Of course we do. We teach them about alcohol too, but we don't let them drink while we're teaching them about alcohol. And we teach them about their sexuality, but we don't allow early sexual behavior because we know from the science again, that this is going to really hurt them. We teach them about smoking, but we don't hand them cigarettes. And we don't just say, well, let's just put a filter on the cigarette and then they'll be fine. The very act of using the cigarette, the very act of pretending that you're you're drinking. The very act of actually being on social media while your mom is trying to lock down certain pieces of it is actually changing their brain and is forming that habit and forming that desire. So all, all of these things, you know, that parents are worried about, I feel like, are a non-issue. Um, I think that not my kid, and I'm very guilty of this. We're all very guilty of never really thinking that our kid is gonna be the one to. You know, choose make some bad choices, and they will. And the the older your children get, and the older um, kids that you do have in your home, you start to realize, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> you know, they all struggle with this. So I think it's really a shame that younger parents you know, don't have the wisdom of having older kids yet. You know, it's impossible, right? You kind of make your decisions and your mistakes on your first ones. And it's so true. I'm just so glad that you were able to figure that out right away. And and if you're listening and if your kids are a little bit older, it, it is possible to do a U-turn and get back this time and to reclaim these years. It's never too late to do that it's, it's harder, I will say. But again, think about that adage of, you know, pay now or pay later. And, and what Allie's talking about and what I talk about all the time is how much easier our life is now, because we're not setting the kitchen timer. We're not arguing. We're not constantly running around chasing parental controls and figuring out which things aren't working anymore it changes your life. The whole screen strong lifestyle of getting rid of the toxic screens that are not helping our kids will just absolutely change your life. And Allie, we are so thankful that you got on here today to share just a glimpse <laughs> into your situation and what you've done. And, and I know that you have a little, uh, you have a effort that you're working on mindful family tech, and you're trying to put information out so parents can look that up. But before we close, I I want you to offer just a word of encouragement for the parent who's listening today who wishes so badly they could go back in time and, you know, and they can't, and that's okay. And we have to start where we are, or maybe they have kids that are your kids ages. Um, and they have the iPads all over the house and, and they're still, you know, they're, they're dealing with this. What, what are some encouraging things you can say to those parents?
1: Okay. Well, first off, I would just really just, and my kids are totally in the background playing with each other. So it's just a testament that (laughs) they get closer as you take away devices. I would just say, first of all, educate yourself. and. I mean, and it is a little overwhelming. There's so many books out there, but I would just say educate yourself. Um, for me, it was reading Glow Kids. That was the best book that for me to read. That was the very first book that I read about this, and it. So that would be like my first thing. Would just be educate yourself, like you sa- said, Melanie. Um, I have. It's it's a business, but it's really just more of like an advocating called Mindful Family Tech, um, and I just give like quotes and tips and things that we can do as parents and as a generation. And as anyone, anyone, all ages, teachers, I hope that just anyone that comes on there can just feel a little uplifting that you can do it. So I would say educate yourself first. Second is for me, it was just like taking, putting the phones away when my children were present, which is hard when you've got, I mean, I'm a stay at home mom. So I don't have a actual, and I might get heat for saying that, but just, I, yeah. I know that I, I, I'm at home with my children. And so I have to be very careful and mindful about when, when I'm on my phone in front of my children. And so something that I've done as well is I narrate when I do have to be on my computer or on my phone, I'll I'll be like, okay, I just have to text so and so for this play date for tomorrow, and then I'll get off my phone. Because what my what I noticed is when my children see me on my phone, then they think, oh, mom's doing something else, or mom's busy, or mom's on Instagram. You know, mom's she's, doing she's
0: popping else. bubbles on her phone. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> and so I've had to really just narrate exactly what I'm doing while I'm on my um, devices, so that they know that mom's just not on here, just surfing the web. You know, like I'm very. I had to be very careful about that. So I would say just be really careful about the time that you are on your tech when your children are around because they are the greatest imitators and they are watching you. They are watching Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. you're doing. I had to mention this. When you are in a restaurant, the best thing that – it will be the hardest thing that you ever do, but it will be the best thing for your family. Put your phone in your purse and do not take it out the entire time you are sitting with your family that, for me, has been the biggest game changer, and most amazing thing that has happened to our family when we go out to dinner or go out to lunch or whatever it might be. Our phones, husband and my phones, stay in our in our things um, unless we're showing like them all a picture of something, but my husband doesn't just sit on his phone while we're all, and we socialize, we play with each other, we play games, and that, for me, has been so connecting for our family. That for us has been some of the happiest moments that we've had is sitting, you know, sitting at going out for dinner, which is a special occasion and just talking. And, and my husband is totally on board now with that, with now that he sees how we all interact and and we get comments almost all the time. Your children are so well behaved. And, and, and and I have to laugh sometimes because I'm like, well, we also have like I don't want to say we've trained them, but like my children <laughs> yes, you know have. like now that we've done it enough times, like we've done it enough times where we've gone out to dinner and like they know they're not getting a phone or, a, t- or, you know, they know like it's a privilege. So we kind of have to act good if we want to be able to go out. Yeah. And so, and that's the thing that I noticed as a mom, when I'm going out to, you know, I see these little kids just sitting there and mom and dad are both on their devices and this little sweet child is just sitting there and I just want to go up to the parents and be like talk to your child please like please and so that's just like my biggest thing is start looking around looking look around at how many kids are on devices and at a restaurant I notice it the most is when everyone's yeah. on devices and that's just that opportunity where you can have this time to talk to your children and talk to whoever you're with Talk. Don't let don't let the phones or the devices take away that human connection. Once we took away the devices, and I saw the human connection and that how much stronger we were, I was just so glad that we did it while our kids were young. And 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 it's not too late. I mean, obviously, as you've got well, if you've got older ones, you know, I think you just have to educate your children on why this is harmful and why you're doing this. Another thing that I have loved looking at is the Screen Strong courses. Uh, I love looking at all the different material. There is a pornography material in there about how to um, navigate pornography or video games. It has so many videos and podcasts. It is the one of the greatest courses that we we could have available, Um, and I, I reference it whenever I'm needing to if I'm if someone's asking me specifics on on something, all the different categories are right there with information. And it is just it's I'm just so glad that we have a course like that.
0: Allie, thank you so much for sharing your story. I love your enthusiasm. (laughs) I'm so passionate. passionate
1: about it. I just want to help as many people as we can.
0: Yeah, isn't it just like, like when you taste it, you know, when you get a little taste of what life is like when you're not so burdened with all this, you just want to tell everybody. So thank you so much for being on our team. You're so welcome. We are so blessed to have you on our team. And if anyone else is listening and You want to find out more about being a ScreenStrong ambassador, just let us know. Email us at team at screenstrong.com and we will give you more information. Allie, thank you so much for coming today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: You are our hero. So, I think today you've all kind of heard that, you know, maybe it's not as hard as you think to make some changes in your home. And I just hope that everyone enjoyed listening to Allie today. We sure have enjoyed getting to know her and having her on our Screen Strong team. Remember to check out the Kids Brains and Screens course on our website. Go get information about that. We have a solutions piece that we're so excited about. I think there are so many people talking about the problem, but. We are ready to just change the world with the solutions and to give parents a pathway so they can just get confidence and be empowered to make some changes. Along with those courses, we have a 30 day detox, a digital detox. So you can actually go through the steps of getting your kids back if they're already sort of drowning <laughs> in their screens. And then, of course, our Screen Strong Families Facebook group is there and you'll find support from lots and lots of parents there. And we are going to be working on a more private forum. So be on the lookout for that and stay tuned for that. We talked about the Gab phone today. If you use this the code STRONG, you will get a discount. So be sure and do that if you go to the Gab website or just go to our website and you can look into that information. So what is your homework today? Your homework is to share this podcast with at least five of your friends. We've got to get the word out and we can't do it without you. So again, thanks to our guest, And remember, We have your back and we are here to help you. So until next time, stand up for your kids, stand out from the crowd and stay strong.